1: Welcome to the 51st episode of the Baseball HQ Eyes Have It podcast. I am your host, Chris Blessed, and I'm joined by my part-time co-host, Brent Hershey. I was back at the ballpark last week, and I am excited to break down three prospects for the first time this season. I've not gotten to see any professional players in person, uh, and I can't talk about the amateurs, so it will be exciting to talk some professional baseball looks. If you are checking us out for the first time, check out our archives at your favorite podcaster. Uh, we've had 50 episodes. Last week, I went solo. Uh, I might never do that again because it was kind of weird <laughs> talking to myself the whole time. Um, but I'm very thankful to welcome back Brent uh, after a week hiatus. How are you doing, Brent?
0: I'm doing good, Chris. Uh, how are you? It's good to be uh, what ten twelve days into into the season and uh, into the major league season and certainly uh yeah i'm excited to hear about your forays uh back to the minor league parks uh that started what that the first their opening day was when uh Thursday, i think is that right
1: yes, it was very yeah, good i i, I was I'll, I'll be honest brent i was uh hoping to see multiple games, but uh mother nature always Uh Um, is a question mark around opening day here in the Southeast. Uh, Unfortunately, Saturday, we had about two and a half inches dropped on our area. So uh, Hmm. no Rome-Greenville game. And Friday night, I decided to not sit through the mist. Um, So Hmm. I I only got the one look, but it's going to be a good look. I'll tell you that. And I got a lot on the three players that I will be talking about. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Brent, do you have any – Rookie impressions for the first two weeks of the regular season. Um, we're kind of talking about uh anybody that you've been tracking yourself that um has done some noteworthy stuff. Uh, you know, for, for the listeners, I'll be honest, I haven't watched much major league stuff. I've been really concentrating on getting ready for my season of minor league looks. So yeah. um Brent's gonna have to lead this one. Uh who's your first uh <laughs> Uh, I know that you've had you gave me three guys who's your first yeah.
0: one. Yep, yeah. And these are just three guys, uh you know, rookie eligible guys, uh that kind of uh, you know, sort of caught my eye here the first couple of weeks. The first is James Altman, uh playing center field for the uh Dodgers. Um, you know, he was given an eight eight D rating in our uh recent book, but I think he still sort of slipped under the radar, at least at least slipped under my radar as far as a you know, kind of a fantasy, uh, you know, applicable kind of player. Um, You know, he's I got some emerging power and a speed kind of game going on there. Um, You know, it seems like the Dodgers, you know, maybe played a little cagey, you know, uh, over the offseason. They they let Bellinger go, um, you know, didn't spend uh, for any of the big free agents. Um, And, you know, maybe perhaps it's, it's Altman and uh, Miguel Vargas, who's another uh, guy who's gotten off to a good start. Maybe that's part of the reason, um, because they both uh, fit fairly well into that Dodger lineup. Uh, but back to Altman, I mean, in the early going, has has a really good uh, walk rate, um, sprint speed, um, even his barrel percentage. I mean, obviously, we're talking small samples, but you go into a Statcast stat cast page, and those are all kind of uh, top-notch. You look back at his minor league uh track record, and uh, you see much of the same. you see the power speed combo you see the uh double digit walk rates um that allow him to get on base to use that speed i mean he does whiff he does whiff a bunch, so I think the k's are gonna kind of be there, but again, it's these you know his uh ability to kind of his good approach basically at the plate uh, being able to control the bats uh get on base. And I've been impressed uh, with the swing that I've seen um, in the games that I've uh, watched Altman. Um, It's a uh, really—he's a bit of a taller guy, but it's a compact swing. He has, uh, you know, three homers, uh, nine ribbies already. um, Really, you know, becoming a part of, you know, kind of a um, a staple in the bottom anyway. For now, that Dodgers lineup, and I think it's the type of player that, um, you know, as he continues to grow and, and, and become acclimated to the major leagues could, uh, you know, could move up in the, in the lineup a little bit. Um, the one last thing is, this, yeah, just, you know, in the box, he just really looks, really looks comfortable, uh, up there. Um, the moment really doesn't look too big for him. You know, it can be, uh, you know, given the Dodgers, uh, the Dodger blue and the aura out there of, uh, LA and everything, um, you know, you kind of wonder about how uh, rookies, especially, will get—you uh, know—will become part of the team, and and uh, will they put too much pressure on themselves? Uh, but Atman's really been, uh, really been—you know, like I said, a, a, a surprise, and uh, for me, anyway, somewhat someone that has—you uh, know—kind of outperformed what my mild expectations were for him.
1: I, I. And, and this is something that I saw during the off season when kind of looking at outman, uh, he really, he was very popular amongst the the fantasy folks more so than the regular straight prospect guys. And that's always, uh, for me, a little bit of a scary thing. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know if you feel that way, Brent, but when mm-hmm. the scouts aren't totally on board about a guy, I'm a little skeptical. Um, yeah. and you know, watching him, and I know that he made some some big improvements uh, last year, especially with how his setup is. Uh, and it, it shows. I mean, watching this little highlight reel that I saw of his uh, multiple home runs, triples, and to start the uh, season, he's hit. I mean, he's covered the, the, the entire zone fairly well for such a big guy. I mean, the, the, his first home run he just flicked his wrists, uh, and drove the ball out to left center field. I mean, it was a pretty impressive poke. Uh, and we all know that Madison Bumgarner is not the guy he was, but he pulled a, you know, 89 mile per hour fastball lefty on lefty matchup. And that was one of the concerns was they don't think that he can, you know, live up to being, uh, uh, against lefties being a full-time player. So Uh, To just see that early on has been good. Of course, it's a small sample size. We'll know a lot more within the next month of whether he can handle left-handed pitching, but if he can, uh, I mean, even if he can, I mean, they've they've gotten a lot of nice pieces in LA that, you know, maybe as a fantasy manager, you mix and match between what they're mixing and matching with. Uh, And you could probably come up with a really good outfielder on days that you know, you know, you'd have to manage it pretty well, probably better in a daily fantasy league than daily transaction league than a, than a full week league. But like, you know, James Altman's going to get the better matchups uh, in, you know, week long uh, transaction leagues because he's left-handed and most yeah. of the pitchers in the league are right-handed. So I'm glad you talked about him. I got to, got to watch a lot of that action that he has, uh, Done already this year.
0: Yeah. Uh and I think um as you say, I think that sort of the next big thing is uh how he handles left handed pitching if they give him the chance to to do that uh early on and and uh that will kind of uh play a big part in what his uh eventual fancy value will be, you know, if he's a full time player like that or just more of a uh well a strong side platoon guy. But I think there's uh there's some really interesting things going on there at yeah. Definitely. I know
1: you're, you got to, ne- your next guy, I'm sorry, I'm going to introduce him, uh, is a guy that we've talked a lot about on this show, um, yeah. a former Phillies prospect who is in the brand, it was in the Marsh deal, right? Brandon Marsh deal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Logan Ohapi. Um What have you seen so far from Ohapi?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, he did, he had a solid but not sort of overwhelming spring training. Um, you know, OPS was for 754. Uh, and I think a lot of people figured even with the promise there that he was going to be heading back to the minors. And then, um, you know, then their uh, one of their catchers, Max Stassi had a late spring hip injury. And uh, you know, and the angels uh, decided to give Ohoppy the spot. And really, I mean, so far he's been really good um, for those, uh, you know, for those spots. Uh, he's another guy with three homers, nine ribbies in the early gone um, very good hard hit metrics. He's, uh, got a ball, hit a ball at 109 miles per hour, exit velocity already. Um, I think, you know, it's for him, I think it's, uh, will be interesting because I, you know, the pace won't continue here. He's had six hits total. Three of them have left the yard. Um, but I, you know, the fact that he's doing this, uh, kind of holding his own here, um, and working with the pitchers obviously is, is really important. And, as you say, I mean, he's always, as, as I've seen him, you know, at several different levels in the Phillies organization coming up, uh, coming up through their minor league system, you know, he's had always had kind of made um, a lot of solid contact, but, you know, was, was always an, kind of an overachieving type. So this isn't necessarily surprising that he's doing well, um, you know, the year or the the year a couple of years ago that he was out in the AFL, I know there was a lot of good reports there where he really uh, opened some eyes um, there, just about uh, just scouts and contacts who didn't really have him as a regular catcher and and just saw him uh, perform and develop out there uh, and coming back with like you know I think this guy could be uh, a regular catcher in the league uh, with continue is continuing to improve yeah. like this. Um, but I feel like, you know, this, the ability to do that, to overachieve as, you know, it's kind of has pushed his sort of timing up and I, you know, there's still some swing and miss in his, um, in his profile. Um, but defensively he's solid. I think it'll be, it, it will be telling to see once kind of, uh, Stassi returns. Um, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be totally out of the question that they send, uh, O'Havi back down to trip away for additional seasoning. Cause I, I get the sense that that was what their plan was going to be uh without the injury, but again when uh when you have a guy like this who just comes up and hits, and we all know um you know what a what a solid catcher uh the advantages to having that in a in a, in a fantasy context um you know i think it's, it's really uh it's really uh a, a feel good story given uh you know given his um uh, where he was drafted um yeah and, and how, how far he's come, basically.
1: I, you know, watching him, one of the things that I, you know, he's one of the guys I've actually kept, kept up on. So, um, mostly because I, I have an affinity for catchers, especially rookie <laughs> catchers, because I want to be right. Finally on a rookie catcher. It's always so hard to kind <laughs> of predict. predict it is. I think, I think what he's done well, watching a series of, uh, of games with him, watching all of the pitches against the, that he's faced, uh, is his ability to make adjustments as the game goes on. Uh, I think sure. that's going to set him apart from the other rookie catchers that debut or play this year. Uh, this is a kid that uh, has a very good idea of what they're trying to do against him um, and is willing to adjust from that. Uh, will the summer wear on him? Most likely it does on every catcher. Um I think the angels would be served with doing a um maybe a split duty when Stasi gets back where maybe uh mm-hmm. ohapi gets half of the reps and Stasi gets the other half uh you know not i mean he's not a bad catcher i mean he doesn't have the upside as Logan ohapi but uh Stassi does get the job done uh at the position so like yeah. it wouldn't be they wouldn't be missing too much and I'm sure that Stasi's better with this pitching staff. Um, Just given his experience. uh, You know, right now, I think they're uh, Matt Theus is their backup catcher. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, good for him, but I I, I just don't see him being the, uh, you know, keeping a hoppy back in the minor leagues. I think it would do more damage. I could also see, you know, the Angels uh, carry three catchers and, um, you know, make sure that. Yeah. uh, Especially given that the team yes they have otani as dh all those games that he doesn't pitch but you know just having that insurance maybe the days he pitches maybe one of those catchers slots in the dh
0: yeah no i think that's true and i think facing his past has played some first base a little bit too it's hard to you know maybe there's some opportunities there um so we'll so we'll see uh but hop yeah, like you said it's certainly a hoppy is someone that we both talked about a lot but uh it's uh it's, as you know, it's kind of fun to see a guy at yeah. multiple different levels kind of come up through the system like that. You kind of, um, you know, you go from kind of thinking, oh, whatever, he's a 16th round pick and isn't going to make it, to like kind of, well, yeah, maybe. And uh, and then uh, with the trade, you know, obviously he was he was highly sought after, uh, brought back the Phillies, uh, you know, starting center fielder, and then now to have uh, have him uh, perform well in his first kind of, uh, you know, uh, limited exposure for now for MLB, um, uh, is a, is a fun story to follow. So, uh, yeah, Logan well, and Hoppy, I think. Mm-hmm. Your next guy,
1: uh, I've been playing some center field, I think, uh, yeah. Jay Han Bay from the pirates. Uh, yeah. And what have you have on him so far?
0: Sure. This is more just strictly a fantasy play. Um, you know, he, uh, played uh played he's been in the pirates organization um has played uh both second base uh i think a little bit of shortstop maybe but also center field uh someone that we saw uh last year out in the arizona fall league um and it's yeah like i said more of a strictly fantasy play uh because the because he has a big stolen base upside um but in watching him these first uh almost two weeks uh you know, I was, I was more, I was impressed also with, with some of his hitting acumen. Uh, it's not just, a it's just not just a noodle bat. Um, he's hung in, uh, and taken some good at bats and good swings against, uh, left handed pitchers. He's a left handed batter. Um, he's had, uh, you know, when he stays kind of within himself and, and hits it gap to gap, uh, you know, when he stays within that framework, I think there's some, uh, a, some, chances for success there, uh, gets on base. some, and of course speed is kind of, the the big, the big deal here. And I think given that we're all still from a fantasy perspective, trying to figure out, uh, how, how that's gonna, uh, affect our game, it seems in the early on, it's definitely going to be, there's going to be more of, you know, more stolen bases to go around. Um, you know, Bay is someone that I've just been interested in picking up and kind of, in various leagues or attempting to pick up in various leagues because of, uh, because of that upside there. Um, he's, uh, he's got, you know, he's kind of got 30, 30 stolen base ish, uh, levels over the past couple of seasons. Um, 96 percentile sprint speed this season, uh, you know, he kind of became kind of flashed on folks radar when he got two stolen bases in the first, one of the first two games of the year, um, this season and like i said has been kind of you think about the context he's in with the pirates um and the opportunities there the ability of him to play both kind of in the middle infield uh and the outfield um obviously this week weekend with O'Neill cruz gone down um it's it just shifts it just shifts uh opportunities around and i think he will be one that could benefit from that whether he actually is playing shortstop or uh, someone like Rodolfo Castro moves kind of from second to short and opens that up um, and then of course you always have the possibility of the pirates at some point you know trading Brian Reynolds uh, and maybe they uh, gives give Bay a shot uh, in the outfield uh, also just you know different paths to value there um, I think there's two specific things that have me kind of interested you know, that, that makes me think that they could become more than kind of a miles straw type, you know, where you really question the bat and that's his above average walk rate in the minors. Um, so he should be, you know, he should be an on-base guy, which is always a good thing. And then what, what I mentioned, the defensive versatility, just being able to move around there. So again, not a huge, uh, not a huge impact <clears throat> with, uh, you know, as far as a power guy. Um, but certainly um one to be aware of uh as we're all trying to uh collect stolen bases and figure out how uh wh- where that's where that level is going to settle kind of league-wide uh with the with the new rules and the uh new emphasis on speed
1: yeah that makes sense uh he's a good pickup for uh those purposes No, i i i just i can't buy into him uh um, I think that he is, uh, for those folks out there, I don't think he is a long-term play, is what Brent's kind of saying, is uh, take it for this year. Um, Pirates don't have anybody to to unseat him. Okay. Uh, I mean, let's just put it that way. Um, I think that there is potential for this season for him to get enough playing time to make that stolen base uh, category uh be worth something. I think he'll hit for enough average, my my concern, especially for those folks in on base percentage formats, is uh I think that he's much uh much more aggressive hitter than what his minor league line may have told us. Uh, uh just watching him briefly um in uh last year and this year he just looks like a guy that's that could be prone to um to extend uh the zone a bit so yeah. Just be aware of that. But the guy's gonna make contact, enough contact and has the speed to get out hits and stuff, but this might just be a one year wonder unless the pirates stink next year too. Which could very well be. I mean this could be a two, three <laughs> year wonder. Um because yeah. I often wonder what the pirates are doing.
0: Yeah, because right, because uh yeah, because they uh they're the Because pirates. they're the pirates. They're the pirates. <laughs> they're, that's what they do. Yeah. Well, um uh, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, from those observations to some live looks, uh, that you got for us last weekend. Um, you had, I believe, um, the Red Sox, uh, l- uh, low A team, yeah, come uh, through.
1: High, end. High, end. high
0: A team, excuse me, uh, come through there. And, um, there certainly there's a, uh, a, a highlight, uh, on that squad, uh, a shortstop, um, for them that it was a high pick several years ago. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, Marcelo Mayer that you got a chance to get some eyes on this past weekend?
1: We're a high A team, first off. Uh, Greenville, uh, the Greenville Drive, uh, who used to be low A, now high A. Um, actually, their team sw- uh, flopped. Salem, uh, the Salem team went to become a low That's A right. team from a high A That's team and vice versa. It's very confusing even today. Uh, and I, I cover them. Uh, so, like, it, it is a little annoying and all that good stuff. But this Greenville team had a lot of interesting guys. Uh, uh, the Blaze Jordans of the world who um, – I need to see more of Blaze Jordan. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't really like the profile too much. Uh, uh, Edison uh, Paulino is a guy that got some some rave reviews this year. Um a guy that i think is potentially somebody but i couldn't tell in my look um just just based on he looked like he was trying to elevate balls he shouldn't have been elevating might have been first game nerves all of those things uh so going to meyer uh meyer was obviously the big deal here he's the number one red sox prospect even over tristan Cassis, uh now in the major uh-huh. leagues uh so like a uh, tremendous guy was fourth overall pick a few drafts ago um i got to see him and it was one of those really good looks sometimes when you only have four at bats or five at bats five yeah. plate appearances you don't get to see everything but you in in right. this case i got to see i got to see what made him gold what made him not so much gold and what, what his young player uh I won't call issues, but they are uh-huh. kind of issues at this point. Um, athletic muscular f- uh, frame. He's filled out pretty nicely uh, looking at photos through the years. Um, uh-huh. uh, like he's starting, he's starting to get into his big man. Um, not big man. He's not going to be a big man, but into a power frame. Uh, yeah. He's always been known as really kind of a power hit guy uh, in this look. I like the power part more than I like the hit part. I would call him a power over hit prospect at this point. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: um, Left-handed hitter, um, open stance, uh, hands high. I think one of, the, one of the reasons why I have power over hit right now is there's a bit of a dip in the hands uh, when he's getting to the, um, to the hitting zone. I also, the, the swing seems kind of long. I posted two clips on Twitter by the way, follow me at C underscore blessing uh I'm sure yep. you already do if you've listening to this uh you get to see him hit a triple you get to see him hit a ball that he almost hit out, but if you notice the swings, the swings are very different um the first swing the 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 home run or the triple uh he was sitting on that pitch uh it was clean there was no reaction needed like he knew it was a favorable count and he knew what he was getting that second mm-hmm. pitch. Uh, The second highlight, you could see his swing elongate some. He should have hit that ball out. Um, That ball should have been a home run. It was a hit-me pitch, Um, and he missed it, Um, and mostly due to his reacting. Um, uh, I got a few side profiles, and when I write him up for the site, which so unfortunately I'm not going to give the whole projection here because uh, uh, we do have a subscriber site. So subscribe to the site if you do not subscribe to the site, uh, I think you'll You'll enjoy the write-up, but uh, I got some side profile, and one of the things you can you can really see in the side profile is you can see those hands dip. Uh, right. So, like, that that should be a very good view and stuff. Uh, at this age, we're not too concerned about that. Um, but anointing him, like, it, it, a top 15 guy, yes. This guy could be top 25, top 15, depending on uh, who you are, what you see, how your eyes work. Um, But for me, he's a um, he's not a top 10 guy. I don't see him becoming a top 10 guy this year. Top Mm -hmm. 10 prospect. Um, There's just some I I guess I expected a little more finish to the game being in Mm -hmm. high A. Um, Yeah, Bat speed, lots of bat speed. Um, uses good leverage in his swing. He's gonna he's gonna be able to create good bit of loft. Uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't really get to see the angles or, or the loft in the in the two swings. The, I mean, he just pretty much stung the triple. Uh, it, it was maybe a little bit misplayed by the right fielder, but I mean, it, I, I think it would have been a double anyway. I think that the the right fielder just had a really bad um, read on it and thought he could catch the ball as opposed to not being yeah. able to catch the ball because it was a screamer. Um, but by far, probably one of the best high A prospects I'm gonna see all year. So like him a lot. Full projections going to be in the uh Eyes Have It article on Thursday. Uh so stay tuned. Um, mm-hmm. there will be our second Eyes Have It article of the, of the week. We'll have uh uh Trevor Hooth's gonna talk about some other high A prospects. Uh so yeah. like a big week for our site, uh, and some really big names coming to it. So We'll be yeah. talking a little bit of Meyer, and uh, that's about it for Marcelo Meyer.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting because I, uh, I, for some reason, had it in my head that it was more of a uh, polished kind of hit over power guy for right now. But it sounds, uh, sounds like that that's not the case. We'll look forward to definitely to reading, uh, reading more about that um, on thursday that'll be april 13th looks like when that hits the site Yes, um i know you got to see a uh one of the a, a pretty good pitching prospect there for um greenville as well uh, uh what can you tell us about Wickelman gonzalez well first off his name's Wickelman. i love
1: it um uh, yes. you know we don't normally get that um he was facing a very very scrappy lineup uh I don't think the Rome Braves, I think they had maybe one guy that might've been over six foot in the lineup. Uh, they had this guy. Um, oh God, I can't think of his name. He's a, it was a shortstop prospect. I'm going to have to look it up for everybody real quick. Um, but um, and I think I wrote a Quintero. That's it. Gabriel Quintero, who hmm. looks like he's in junior high. Um, seriously. Uh, he's listed five, five. He's got to be five, two, five, three. Um, and, he, and he does pack a punch. I mean, it yeah. My looks yeah. in Rome aren't going to be that pretty this year. Uh, I will say that. Um, uh, but there's there's a potential Roll 4 guy that we might talk about a little later um, uh, from that organization. In a future episode, um, uh, okay. just from my – well, actually two, just from my view this week. But, like, we try not to talk about role 4 guys in here. We try to talk about right. Roll 5 guys, Roll 6 yeah. guys, the guys that are going to make differences on fantasy rosters. Uh, Wickelman Gonzalez is kind of a a, a hard scout, Um, and it was a guy that I had to go back and watch a game from last season to really kind of get an idea of uh, who this guy is. Uh, He sat in the mid-90s. I I have a range of 92 to 95. There was a (laughs) heck of a lot of 93s, excuse me, and 94s. Uh, Fastball comes out at a very low angle uh this guy's delivery is very athletic a lot of moving parts um crazy extension he extends uh i would say at least over 73 inches uh, i don't have the stat cast data for that um mm-hmm. but i mean it's a, it's a significant maybe i can pull up last year's that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pull up last year's uh hold on one second listeners we'll get to that in a second um, but anyway, um, it, it makes it hard. The fastball gets on guys pretty quickly. Um, yeah. I would call it a six fastball, but the command's not quite a six fastball. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a potential; it could even become a seven fastball with better command, higher velocity. Um, yeah. it, it has really good arm side run. It has. Um, it, it needs to improve a little bit of the. Um, inverted break but as i said from that lower angle it it's not bad at all um you know to be tr- truthful on that yeah. um yeah he throws uh, two variations of a breaking ball got to see kind of like a cutter slider type thing um in a higher in mid to high 80s um it, it was at least average at times. Uh, it wasn't as refined as his curveball that kind of flashed plus. The curveball was in the 78 to 82 range. Uh, the problem with that pitch is he had very little command. I actually have it as like a 55 potential pitch. Um, mm-hmm. I, it could be a swing and miss uh, offering form. Um, and then his third pitch was this change up. It had good arm side uh, ride to uh, run to it. Um, the problem and, and he sold it really well, but again, uh, the, the issue with throwing strikes, um, he's gotten stronger. It's, it's apparent from just looking, I watched the game in July from last year on video, uh, to right now, it looks like he's gained at least 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Um, and he was able to keep the, he threw seventy seventy six 76 pitches. He was able to keep the velocity throughout those 76 pitches, um, so like it's obvious one of the one of the knocks previous on him is that he couldn't do that. And oh. we're starting to see that now. We're starting to see yeah. him being able to do that. Um all of his pitches move, he has a feel for spin. It, it it's one of those things that's likely gonna end up as a relief pitcher because of yeah, gonna... of the command, but it's one of those guys that you still put that D or E on because there yeah. might be a chance for him to become a starter. So yeah. if I were to rate him, um, realistically, uh, I would probably put him as like a seven C, um, on our rating scale. So that would be an average, uh, uh fantasy regular, um, most likely as a setup man. Um, but I would probably for his, um, his projection, I would probably say 8D or an 8E. I haven't really, a group, um, you know, come to a uh, like I'm between both grades to be honest with you. Yeah. If there yeah. was a D and a half or an E plus, um, nope, we're not doing you know, that. We're not doing that. That would be 20%. <laughs> um, but like there's, there's, he flashes everything. Like he flashes yeah. what you want to see. It's just
0: a matter of knowing yeah. where it's going. I yeah. don't think yeah. he knows where it's going. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I was gonna, as you were talking, I was gonna ask you, you know, is uh, basically what you answered is, is he? Do you see him more likely as a starter or a reliever? Um, You know, he's in high A. He's 21 years old. um, So I would think, uh, you know, that the organization would kind of give him every chance uh, he can to kind of continue to, you know, maybe take a step forward with the command and control or whatever, um, and and become a viable uh you know even if it's end of the ro- back of the rotation sort of uh guy for now um but we've all seen you know guys like this before um that once you know once they move up the ladder and and if there isn't a considerable amount of improvement um you know that they can move to uh be a bullpen guy and and be a contributor in that way yeah uh third on your list here is uh an infielder, um, again for the Red Sox, Chase Madras. Um, that's a new name to me. Um what can you uh what can you tell us about Madras? A new name to me as well. Uh All I didn't right. go in here as
1: somebody that I wrote down. I had about three hitters, three other hitters written down. We talked about the other two, one of them did not play. Um so like I was you you go to a game and sometimes the unexpected. That's uh one right. of the risks. If you you can miss somebody, I missed Evan Gattis because of that. Also because he was old as x in IA, they yeah. didn't know what to believe. But like that, that's the the truth. Is is sometimes you could miss a guy that that's right in front of you. Uh, and so like with that lesson in mind, um this dude Chase's a fourth round pick last year out of. Uh, University of San Diego. So pretty high pick for a guy that uh, yeah. I didn't know anything about. Um, shorter stature, which is kind of like a lot of the uh, guys that the Red Sox had picked, you know, kind of in a little bit of that Dustin Pedroia uh, mix uh, where it's a heavy contact tool. Um, lots of hit. It's a very short, um, you know, being 5'9", he has very short limbs, um, very mm-hmm. direct to the ball. Uh, Punished the ball uh in my look everything he hit was hit fairly hard um it was on the ground most of it but uh he also worked counts he got into good situations during the two games including the one i watched on video uh he had four walks um again this is high a this is not so five at bats he was three for five with four walks uh that's the type of hitter he is um there's not i don't i wouldn't imagine there's much power in this uh, profile the the loft is just not there it's a very flat angled swing so it's a guy that's gonna gonna rely on a lot of uh, line drive contact that sort of thing but he's not a guy that i'm gonna kill at this point um as a as a project a prospect and say that he's a you know a roll two guy or guy or even a roll three guy a call-up guy i think this guy's a little bit higher than that. If there was a, a spot for a guy between the platoon and the starter, we don't make up things, so we can't really have one of those guys. Um, but like he would fit into that kind of role. He's a right-handed hitter, uh, so he'd be on the other side of the platoon, uh, which is not always the best thing. Yeah. Um, but this, this—I mean, again, this kid's probably a little bit advanced for this league. Um, he was facing good pitching, uh, at least uh, a few major, few like at least roll three. Up down arms, or or maybe roll four guys. You never know with the Braves. Uh, um, you know, I I got to see uh, Dylan Dodd last year, and I'll tell you, my Dylan Dodd looks compared to the Dylan Dodd looks I saw in spring training and in the big leagues are completely different. Like, so you never know with these uh, these Braves yeah. arms uh, when when you when you go and see them and and watch them face these guys. But at least you know you're going to get good competition you're going to get a lot of lively arms. And th- this kid right here, adjusted, uh just admitted bat, um, hit it where they weren't, um, had very yeah. good bat control. Um, so yeah. um, not a guy that I would put above a seven rating on. Uh-huh. i probably have him at a seven C right now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a kid that could probably earn up to a seven B if it, if it's for real, um, and it might be just subtracted back to a six. <laughs> um we just never know so uh, average regular upside yeah. about 50 percent chance of getting there
0: how about uh i'm gonna throw one at you just uh sight unseen what you're describing sort of sounds a little bit like nick madrigal what's what's uh how would you compare those two with what you
1: uh without the speed i think uh uh, and the thing is, I think this guy's able. This guy's going to be able to put more impact on the ball. Um, okay. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. see him as a. I, I've always seen Nick Magical as a punch and Judy hitter. Um, yeah. So I think this guy. This guy might be a good guy between him and what um uh, what might have been. I don't know. I I hate to use the Dustin pop pomp. Everybody yeah. did that on Nick York. Um, but you know, here's the, there's another guy, Nick York, who's who's above, who's in hot in double A right now. Right. Um, right. like it's the same sort of profile. They, they like this second, these second base only prospects, uh, really, really um, and try to which, get, I, I guess they see that as a, um, different, uh, market inefficiency. Um, yeah. so just, which,
0: which is tough because oftentimes that's going to be where your, you know, where your shortstops that are a little short on range, eventually move over if there's enough bat there and, and other guys moving over. I know it's, uh, you know, it's kind of, tough coming up as a second base only prospect uh, because just sort of stand out, you have to, uh, have to really be good with the bet. So yeah, I was just, just, uh, just curious uh, about, about that. Um, Yeah. It's it's
1: obvious. It's obvious, Brent, they, they value contact uh, pretty highly in that organization. So, uh, I mean, even, even from what we've seen in free agency too, like they're, they're wanting guys Uh that they contact. Uh, Maybe, maybe they're trying to get like a, Almost like a hybrid version of what the Guardians are doing right now um, by mixing yeah. a little more power into their game um, than the Guardians are, um, yeah. but with guys that are able to hit it to different parts of the field and kind of play yeah. a little bit of a small baller uh, type yeah. game. So, yeah, very good. Well, Brent, we've made it to the end. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you have any live looks on your table for this week?
0: Uh, nothing on the docket that I know of right now. No, I haven't. Uh, uh right now I'm not planning to head out to the park this week. Um, what we'll to see about possibly next week? What about uh, What about you?
1: Ooh, this is going to be a hard week. Uh, Mississippi Braves are coming to town uh, against ah. Chattanooga Lookouts. Chattanooga Lookouts. For people who uh, didn't hear, got no hit on Saturday in a seven inning game and won. Uh uh 7 to 5 I think
0: uh yeah. scored 7 to, runs. I have to uh, say when I heard about that I thought about you and I was like no I don't think you're in Chattanooga Chattanooga this weekend. Uh, it, it's but, uh,
1: it, and for those folks out there I I think Jeff Pasternostro from the from Baseball for Sex has pointed it out um maybe even Jeff Ponce from Baseball America they are um experimenting with um, a pre tap uh, for grips on baseballs in this league. And I'm almost mm, going to say right. that right there was probably right. what happened. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause, Cause there was like four guys hit in a row or something or a bunch, a yeah, bunch of Torres, hit batters, the, right?
1: The lefty Torres hit th- hit three, hit four or five hitters in a row. Um, That's so right. like, yeah, okay. Um, and, and he's a decent, Prospect, like I think he's a roll three guy, but like he's yeah. a guy that could get up down. And that first pitcher, Ben Joyce, a lot of guys had him in uh, as sure. as a re- yeah. potential reliever. But I'm not right. going to see the Rocket City Trash Pandas this week. I get to see the Mississippi Braves, who, gotcha. uh, if you look at that roster, it's 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 kind of rough. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm actually trying to get Andrew Abbott. Uh, who's a Reds prospect. I think yeah. he'll go on Wednesday, maybe Thursday, but that's, uh, I'll have plenty of time to to scout uh, Nové Marte, uh, who's the big prospect on that team. I'll have plenty of time for that, but I want to try to at least get Andrew Abbott for next week's episode. Actually, probably not even for next week's episode, probably as an article for the website. Um, so, Thank you all for joining us this week on the Eyes Have It podcast. Uh, I will be solo hosting again next uh, episode, but I'll be bringing on a guest, uh, BHQ Miners team member, our newest one, uh, Trevor Huth, uh, who premieres actually, when you probably listen to this, when this first, uh, because usually it publishes around midnight uh, uh, Tuesday, um, it will be his debut episode on Tuesday morning, um, and he'll be covering several uh, tie a prospects of the Midwest league. So I'm um, yeah. looking forward to that. I know Brent, you, you read a little, you read that article. I've seen parts of it. It's, it should be a good article and a good uh, addition to our team, right?
0: Yeah. We're uh, looking forward to having Trevor on board with that. Uh, yes. Uh, he's got to, got to cover some names that I think uh, some hardcore folks will be familiar with. And uh, there's some good, uh, good insight and uh, observations. In uh, Trevor's work, which, again, will come out uh, on Tuesday, the 11th, and yep. uh, be up on the site all week.
1: Yes, it will. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can ask us questions at the eyes have it at BaseballHQ.com, or reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at C underscore Blessing. You can reach out to Brent on Twitter at BrentHQ, um you could send your complaints to Brent. Actually, don't send your complaints to Brent because he's <laughs> my boss. So, um, send your complaints to me, and then I'll address them internally with myself. <laughs> um, first time listening to Eyes Have It podcast? Click subscribe to get our future episodes. Please rank us too and spread the word as much as you can. I know that people are a little, uh, you know, gatekeeper-y with their knowledge in their leagues, but uh, you know you've been listening to us long enough to know there's, there's enough knowledge to go around. So uh, may everyone have a great week, Brent, until next time. See you later.
0: Yes. Have a good week, Chris. We'll talk to you soon.